0: This is Grace Talks, a production of Simpson United Methodist Church in Bangor, Michigan.
1: Found in the book of Luke, chapter 14, verses 25 through 33. Large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, Thanks be to God.
0: May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing to you, God, our Lord and Savior. Amen. I'd like to begin this sermon by telling you the story of two men. First, we have a young southern man who doesn't want much or put too much thought into where his life is headed. Second, we have an older military type who is convinced that he has a destiny, one that he is working towards his entire life. These two men meet in the army, and though the second man has a negative attitude initially towards the first, there is at least some respect between the two. The two men see a fair amount of action together during their time in the military, and the first ends up being labeled a war hero, while the second is severely wounded, not only losing his sense of purpose and identity, but losing his legs as well. The years go on and the men meet again, only this time we see that the first man is still content. After all, he never really had much of a direct aim in life, whereas the second man has found himself at the bottom of a glass. A life without identity and purpose, a life lived missing his legs, has left him as a cold alcoholic, one quickly spiraling into self-destruction. The classic film, Forrest Gump, contains one of what I think is one of the best film relationships in history. The two characters, Forrest Gump and Lieutenant Dan, represent two very different ways of looking at life. On the one hand, we see Forrest, a... Mentally delayed Tom Hanks who wants nothing more in life than to marry his childhood girlfriend and childhood friend I should say Jenny and on the other hand We have the seemingly cold lieutenant Dan a member of a war family in which someone has died into quote Forrest every single American war Now, the thing about these two characters is that they represent two very different ways of looking at life. Forrest walks through life with no illusion of control. He sees himself as more of a feather floating on the wind, whereas when we look at Lieutenant Dan, we see someone who floats through life entirely wrapped up in this idea of destiny. He is destined to die on the battlefield for his country. In the, end, in the end these characters have a more or less similar outcome Dan gets new legs and Forrest gets to raise his son But even though they have a similar outcome the journeys there couldn't be any more different I Reference this film because it is Dan's life that I want us to consider when we think back on this passage today and also because this is one of the movies that I really enjoy watching When we think of Jesus, there's a side of us that likes to think of the fluffier quotes. The lines in which Jesus tells us how much God loves us or how much he will be with us for all time, but we have a hesitancy when it comes to thinking of lines like the one today, a passage where Jesus tells his disciples that in order to follow him, they have to hate their loved ones. They have to hate mother, father, brother, sister, and even their own life. This isn't the Jesus that we so often want to hear. This is a Jesus who's telling his disciples something they don't want to hear. This idea is not a popular one. In our daily lives and in our churches, we sometimes lose track of what we're supposed to be most fastened to, and the answer is not necessarily our lives or our loved ones. The answer is God. The answer, as Jesus puts it, is that we are to love God first, even before ourselves, even before our families. Now what do we do with a passage like this, especially when we hold it in comparison to the greatest commandments? Doesn't Jesus tell us after all in just another chapter that we're supposed to love God with all our heart and mind and soul and love our neighbor as we love ourselves? But then here we're told to hate our neighbor, that we're supposed to love God. When we look at this, it sure looks like it might be a contradiction. But when we read these passages together, rather than reading them as though they're separate, we might arrive at a different conclusion. We might arrive thinking as though we're saying that as much as we are meant to love our neighbors, as much as we are meant to love our families, ourselves, our children, our parents, so too are we to love God all the more. To think about it a little bit differently, we might think about it in this way. In the culture we live in, we are constantly told that we have to prepare, that we have to be prepared to defend ourselves, to defend our families, to prepare to provide as we need to. If the need arises, we are meant to be like the action hero that we've seen in a thousand movies, you know the one. The one who rushes into danger because it's only he who can save his family. He's the man who leaves a trail of bodies stretching miles behind him, all in an effort to save someone. This, it seems, is what we're supposed to be at least according to a culture so influenced by action movies. But when we follow in that mindset, we might find that we're following something that isn't quite Jesus. When we spend our time worrying, when we spend our time focusing on what could go wrong, then we end up running a risk. And the risk is that we might end up putting too much pressure on ourselves. We put too much pressure on our idea of control. In short, we don't place our faith in God. Like Lieutenant Dan, we run the risk of focusing an entire aspect of our lives on one single part of our lives, in this case towards providing or protecting those we love. But in doing so, we neglect the fact that some things are simply beyond our control. The power of the gospel is one found in the loss of control It is found in the death of our own need to be in charge of our own need to be right Because there's only so far that provision and protection and preparation can go When we focus our entire lives on preparing for the future then ultimately we're attempting to wrest control away from God. And as we learned from Jacob in Genesis, when we wrestle with God, we have a tendency to lose. So often we end up talking about having trust in God, and yet we find ourselves worrying because this is simply a part of who we are. We are worriers. We think and prepare for the worst. We develop anxieties over what could happen tomorrow. We make sure our generators are gassed up for Y2K. We make sure we have our emergency bags stashed in the trunk of the car. We make sure that we have the best job so that we can put the best food on the table. But in the end, the greatest of preparations can only go so far because in the end, we can't prepare for everything. We can't gain complete control as much as we would like to try. Because the fact of life is that there will come a day when our greatest preparations fail us there will come a day when we'll face something we didn't prepare for we can only do so much before the accident before COVID, before the hurricane before the disease The thing about preparing too much is that in doing so, we attempt to pull control away from God and say that we are in charge. But when the day of reckoning comes, when the bad thing finally happens that we weren't prepared for, then nothing will stop it. And when that day comes we have a few options we can curse God we can ask God why he allowed it to happen maybe concluding maybe there is no God after all we could use it as a learning experience maybe prepare ourselves a little better next time or we could come to the conclusion that we don't always have control that we don't always have to be right or on top of things, and maybe that's okay. Maybe that's what freedom is. The message of the Gospel is that we don't have complete control of our lives as much as we would like to think we do. We don't have everything planned out, and maybe we shouldn't. things change sometimes God throws a curveball our way and sometimes the world does as just one example among millions of examples there's a story of a woman who was named Lindsay Chase and she was a survivor of Hurricane Katrina who lost almost everything who lost everything I should say 17 years ago when the levee broke and her home was destroyed Lindsay settled in Baton Rouge, and just a few years ago, she, like so many others, lost everything again, this time to flooding. Her story is just one of many. We could of course say that Lindsay should have been more prepared that she should have moved further away But in the end something happened that she wasn't prepared for and the sad reality of life Is that when we place trust in ourselves when we place trust in our own strength? There are times that we will fail Sometimes things happen that are simply beyond our control And our culture has primed us to believe that we are somehow responsible that if you fail, it's your fault Our culture will tell us that we are wrong because we didn't prepare well enough that we weren't strong enough But the fact of the matter is our strength will can only get us so far This is what Jesus is talking about when he asks if a person planning to lay down a tower will first look at his supplies. This is what he's talking about when he asks if a king will look at his armies before meeting an enemy. We do our best to prepare, but sometimes those preparations are not good enough. And Jesus uses these examples to talk about discipleship, about becoming a disciple, about walking in the path of Jesus Christ. Because the thing about following Christ, the thing about being a disciple is that it is difficult. It is not easy. To be a disciple, we have to let go of our idea of control. We have to let go of our need to be right. We have to let go of our assurance that we have the ability to perform and provide and protect. And the truth of the matter is that when we do this, when we give in and when we admit that we can't do it, God looks at us not with anger or disappointment, but with love. Love because we've entered into a freedom where we can admit that we are not always strong enough, we are not always the best, we are not always in peak condition. and when we relent god rejoices when we relent god rejoices because we're placing our faith not in our own abilities but in our not in our own need to do everything but rather in our need for god in our need for one another in our need to be wrapped in god's embrace Life as it stands can be hard and hectic and it is difficult to admit that we do not always have the strength to take care of our problems ourselves But in our Christian faith we have a means through which we can recharge a means in which we can participate with Jesus Christ a way that we can find renewal When we come together for communion, we find a time where we can lay down our burdens and we can come to the table in full acknowledgement that we can't do this thing on our own. The word communion stems from the same word that means community. Community. It means that we stand together in love and in God's grace, and we reveal our weaknesses to ourselves, to one another, and to God. We come to that great feast in desire of God's provision, in desire of God's love and desire of god's protection and what we find when we finally lay down our arms when we finally drop our defenses and our barricades is that we have so much more room for true relationship we can never truly form a relationship when we put up a wall all the time when our defenses are always up when we're putting on a front so to speak we will always be cut off from one another but so often it's only when we let someone see us cry that we really get to know them that we really let them get to know us sometimes those tears are metaphorical and sometimes they're literal We get to know each other best when we are at our weakest. Because in those times, we see each other for who we really are. And we put aside the need to pretend. And though that can be scary, there's something beautiful in that.